back in some serious, some serious discussion on who the greatest arm wrestler was. I, I, never, <laughs> I was blindsided. Well, I got the same fucking question, all right? Like, I mean, I love talking about arm wrestling, but my God, I get asked that question a lot. Like, <laughs> like a comedy amount, you know? I'll probably get, and I'm not exaggerating, I bet I get 20 PMs a week. Yeah, are you saying, is the question, who's the greatest, or is the question Danny Tesh? Well, my answer... 20 PMs about Danny Tesh. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I get questions, oh, you know, and it's always about who's shape at what year. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, uh, because somebody like Travis has been on Gary Roberts show or something like that, uh, and they'll be like, oh, I heard Travis say that he didn't think that Bavora was that strong, actually, in 2003 in Edmonton. And then he only got strong in 2004, but he got stronger than anybody's ever been, ever. <laughs> you know? And it's like this. It's an intangible, isn't it, you know? So mm. I, I just, I was sat down the other night, and I, I got these questions through. <clears throat> Same, I, I scrolled down, and out of, like, ten questions that I looked at, literally five of the motherfuckers were about who's the best and in what shape. And I'm like, right, that's it. <laughs> I'm going to put this straight and tell him who the man really is. You know? <laughs> Regardless of shape. The, I, I the brain. The sleep, the and I'm like, the I, I, need, I watched it in the morning. I was laughing. I almost crashed my car. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so funny. Is that the brain test yet or a time? And I don't know what will, but... <laughs> Does, does Danny know I, I, how much Neil loves him? I don't know. I don't know. Like Danny, Danny it's like Danny's in witness protection. I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't seen. He gets talked about constantly on social media. I feel like he has. Yeah. The dude, the dude has such a big brand now that <laughs> he's never. He's done nothing to build it. Zero. He's the best of all time. The, the thing is, I mean, when when you came on and told me that he'd grown his hair and everything. Yeah. I was like, no, that's it. <laughs> Fucking game changer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute game changer. We, we need him on the show. We need him now. We need Somebody needs to get, you know, like when people go out in the bush in Australia, they do, you know, can you not like round up some people who can, you know, track professional trackers and like, <laughs> find where he is? <laughs> yeah. It, it, uh, like I said, it's like, it's like he's in witness protection. Phil, Phil Rasmussen, the president of the Australian Armistice Federation, is the only man that is in contact with him. And Phil has sworn in blood oaths not to give up his location or whatever. Like, cause every, everyone else, everyone else. I mean, even that, even that. Oh man. Makes him the very best. Yeah. Person. <laughs> he's, he's like, you can't find him. You can't track him. Yeah. Down. I mean, making a legend bigger. I yeah, feel like, like, in my own mind, understand who Danny Tesh really is. And the way I see it is this, right? Number one, there's a lot of religious people in the world and they go out and they would love to know about, you know, God and Christ, whoever your belief of that is. But he is either, right, some kind of Messiah or only other mother that only one person's in contact with and you've got to go out and, like, call him. Well, actually, there's two. 
the cartoon version of Godzilla. Oh, Batman. <laughs> yeah, well, you, no one has ever seen Danny Tesh and Batman in the same room, yeah, so. Maybe, and he does look a bit like that, doesn't he? <laughs> so for me, just saying. <laughs> you know, uh, we should probably start this fucking show. Realistically, we've been in only an hour for like five minutes and we've not even thought about starting the show. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I, I want to do the introductions. Can I do the introductions? No, hey, not a problem, Ron. Not a Hey, Neil, shut up. Hmm? Okay? <laughs> Welcome to the 30th show of The Fix. It's 29, mate, Ro- 30th. It's 30th. Oh, 29th. <laughs> hey, professionalism. No, no, no. Go again. Go. No, 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 no. No cutting. <laughs> okay. Go. Welcome to the 90th. 29th. It's oh, all gone to shit. Welcome to the 29th episode of The Fix. Hey! We have a new co-host. He's, he's staying with us for forever. Now we're going to chat with USA. It's uh, all in, representing Lethal Arms, having a pair of Lethal Arms. Uh, we have Ryan Blue Bowen without the beauty filters today. Yes. <laughs> all kind of drama. All, you know me, Rolly Royce of Arm Wrestling. <laughs> and, and we have, the like... As soon as his new single dropped, it was number one at Billboard for at least a minute. Greatest Armistice of all time by Neil Pickup. Yeah, Neil Pickup, please tell us the story on how high you are on Danny Tesh's dick. Because we know it's a long one. It's a long one. It's a long one. It's a big dick. Not gonna lie. Danny's got going for him. Come on, who's not on Danny? Who's not on Danny's dick? I imagine that Danny will come out <coughs> from his cave and he's like, everyone's like, Danny, he's like, how did they know me? Yeah, Danny, Danny's the most famous arm wrestler ever. <laughs> no one has seen. That never promoted himself in any way, ever. Oh, yeah. I think I think the responsibility for the promotion of Danny Tesh has got to lie at Ryan's door, surely. I mean... Like I said, Danny, it's like Danny's in witness protection. I, I, I can't... I can't entice him. And maybe he is, but we're doing... And this is awful. There's nothing, talking. There's nothing maybe he is. Danny Tesh. Like, no, no amount of money I've ever offered Danny. And I've offered Danny significant amounts of money just to come and have a chat. And, and that, it, <laughs> you know, and when I say... You can offer me money. I, I will much money, money, Danny. But when I say he knocked it back, I didn't actually get a response. I just got... There was just nothing. It was just... I just put the offer out into the ether. Hey. Hope that it got to the witness protection program, <laughs> and then nothing came back. It's, so. it's just like like faith in religion. You just pray and <laughs> hope something happens. You know, <laughs> he might respond. He might not respond. Yeah, man, I've never spoken to Danny Tesh. I'm not gonna lie. I uh, listen. I've interviewed some pretty famous people. I've hung around with some pretty famous people. You know, I'm talking Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sly Stallone. You'd be, you'd be nervous, Danny. Beyonce Knowles. I ever get in the same room as Danny Tesh, I'm going to be like. <laughs> I mean, where did he come from? 
Where did it? Who, uh, first, who found it? <laughs> uh, like I said, there are people that went to his wedding that still they don't know where he is. They don't know what what what. Like no, the only people like I said, there is one man in contact with him. He's sworn in blood not to give his up his location. Bill Rasmussen, the president of the Australian Armistice Federation, is the only man who knows what's going on. Everyone else that was ever good friends with him, anything? No, you, no idea. But he's and out there. He's got people wonder why I like this dude. <laughs> it's all left to imagination. The guy doesn't like. He doesn't pop up at practices. He shows up. He's strong as hell. And you're left to your own thoughts of like, what is this guy doing right now? I picture him like, like Lance Armstrong, like riding like Tour de France and trading for something totally opposite of arm wrestling, and then comes back and smokes everybody. It's all under the next It's awesome. The, the, the last time I saw Danny Tesh actually lift a weight, he ten rep, he ten, he ten, he ten rep maxed my one RM. So on what? Side pressure. <laughs> he ten, he rep, he rep ten times with he your ten, one he rep. Ten rep my one RM <laughs> with no training. That's proof that there's yeah. weirdos out there. They're out there. Yeah. <laughs> So, so here's the thing, right? Say, say Danny gets another match in because he's been proposed. So Danny gets another match in the World Arm Wrestling League. Okay. Mm. How the can are you going to contact him? Mm. You, you, like you said, you got to you got to make an application through the through Phil Rasmussen. That's the only only avenue I know, and I don't. Nothing's ever come back from it, but I feel like there is there's got to be a, a carrot somewhere that Danny will pop up for. I don't know what the carrot is, but I don't know. I don't know. So Maybe. I, <laughs> they, the, the World Arm Wrestling League has to have, like, a contact email, right? I mean, no, they have to pay the I, guy. I, no, I, I had, I ha, I've had Jamie message me and say, Ryan, can you pass this message on to Danny for me? And I'm like, dude, I, I'll try. <laughs> I got no idea. No, no. <laughs> so he never, he never practices. He doesn't no. show up at, like you know because it. What no, club he, no, no. He, he's he's with Rasmussen's club, yeah. No, no one, no arm wrestler outside of Phil Rasmussen has seen Danny in over a year and a half in Brisbane. Since his, his WAL, that was that was that was it. He, he pulled WAL, and that no one's seen him since. I love him. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I fucking He didn't enjoy his experience and he quietly retired. He's on to Tour de France now. He's like, what's fun? Bye. I mean, people people message me this morning. They're like, that the story's about Danny. Is that true? With a blind koala bear? And, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> I, I imagine Neil has a room where there's the pictures of Danny and some strings going to the sides, and now uh, Rasmussen's going to be added there, and he's like, "Take, gonna, uh, yeah. gonna put yeah. the cross on, on Ryan Bowen." He's like, "Nah, nah, it doesn't stick together, nah." <laughs> joke, right? This is not. I'm not kidding now. <clears throat> I've been contacted by this filmmaker, right? He wants to make a, a film about me. No, this is for real. Yeah. This guy's come on on this document. He says, I want to make a documentary on you. Right. Covering your life in strength sports, combat sports, arm wrestling, strongman fight sports, all this stuff. I'm like, okay. This motherfucker rings me. I'm going to be like, forget that boring crap. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a story. I've got something we can do. Let's find Danny Tesh. (laughs) And we can document it. 
on the big check like a film. You don't like looking, that. looking for Bigfoot. Well, well, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Yeah. You guys, you guys know about obviously Devin Larratt's arm bet and how Devin is putting out this Pokemon component where where arm wrestlers are rare Pokemon. Danny Tetch has to be oh, the ultra rare Pokemon. Oh, if you, if anyone locates Danny Tetch on arm bet <laughs> and pulls him. That's like the greatest achievement you can just... <laughs> it, it, it would be unbelievable, wouldn't it? Yeah. So just say you're in some random location somewhere on one of them freedom tables. You know, you're just in a woods and there's some piece of frigging flat rock. Suddenly... The fucking... <laughs> to save the world, you need to learn secret techniques from Denny Tesh. Yeah. The, the, the so, someone's going to go on a pilgrimage and meet him in the middle of woods. Hey, <laughs> With your hair yeah. he, might show, he might just show up on your ass. You'd be out in the woods somewhere in deepest Australia. Fucking trees start shaking. Out comes Danny. But he wouldn't just come out, would he? You'd get like, you know, like, what? There'd be some angel song or shit. He's descending from the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Let Levin goes there before his match with Ziplenko to prepare, you know. He's like, I need some help. Joking aside, I think oh. I should do that. I think I should speak to this filmmaker and say, look, no joke. Let's go and find him. Because I once watched this program, right? And it was about, you know, Nessie, yeah? the Loch Ness monster. Everybody knows. Of, you, know, you must know about Nessie. So this guy shows up, and he's like, you know, this guy's not just got, oh, for years in my part of the world, there's been an amazing legend of a monster in this lock. And I have assembled the greatest team of scientific experts ever assembled. And this guy had, like, an unbelievable amount of kit. You know, he'd got, like, 30 boats and, like, radar, sonar, fish finders, divers, underwater cameras, Every goddamn thing you could possibly get. What the would I need to trap Danny Tesh? <laughs> I could go over and like just go super, super covert on his ass. Mm. Oh man, that, that would be a killer documentary. Literally, <laughs> if you actually did that. The beauty of it, these shows about Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster, they never really find you. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. still entertaining. If you found them on the there doesn't have to be a climax to this thing. I think it's better if you don't. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The anticipation I'd get would be similar to if I discovered King Kong's King Island. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. I bet when you get near him, there's like a storm or something. Some fucking electrical storm surrounding the dude. You go through like, holy shit, he must be close. And your fucking hair would start flowing about and that. And then you'd go through and there'd be Danny just sat there. Poking the fireworks. <laughs> it's like the people who do the storm chasing. You get to the point where you can see them, but the weather gets so bad that you can't get close enough. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I love the fact that you get these reports coming in of him, you know, like like a fishing report. Like, you know, like if so, sometimes all around the world you'll get, oh, a massive shark was reported off port, whatever, somewhere. You get that with Danny. Other week you came on here and you're like, you can't yeah, even like, say it loud, you're like, the rumour is. <laughs> Danny Tesh is 80 kilos, he's got long hair. And, and we're all like, and everybody's riveted, everybody's like, fuck me. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. the, the, the brand that man has built without lifting a finger is phenomenal. But he's not, he's not retired, has he? He's genuinely still in the mix. Well, 
when you speak well, to Rasmussen, he says, yeah, he's still... You can't really determine that he is retired. We don't know. Um, we know that he left. When we last saw him, he was phenomenal. Um, we know the, the, the rumours are he still is physically training. Um, so you, you can only assume that if he pops back up, he would be about us instantly, of course, again. So, I don't know. It adds to his legend for me that he... I mean, it's a bit like Lucas, isn't it? You mm. know, when I, when I interviewed Richard and Richard said... Yeah, never trained. Didn't do anything. My sister was a bit like that, I've got to be honest. My sister was like, yeah, arm wrestling. Where, oh, yeah, you do it on that table over there. Oh, right, okay. And then goes and cracks like Heidi Anderson and Marlin. You know, with no training. Never training. Just, you know, they're out there. There are yeah. some weirdos out there. And Danny sounds like he's ultimate weirdo. Yeah, he's like a guy who never trains for arm wrestling, doesn't really have that much technique or finesse, it would appear. Just mm. cuts into you and holds forever. You bleed out, you <laughs> die, he wins. Ace. What an hombre. Love him. We've got to find him, Ryan. We must find him. That should be All your right. job. You've got in, you're not far away from where his location is. You need to find him. We will take you off Sometimes. the show. We, we, if, if you don't find him, we take you off the show. You find him, you get back. Sometimes being close is <laughs> Let's vote. <laughs> harsh, really. I'm not going to lie. So, I feel like we're approaching sort of 15 minutes in or something. Um, we've got one off Danny Ted. Dan Goodwin. But maybe some other viewers will be like... <laughs> Again. <laughs> so, oh, man. I'm going to start the thing off by formally sort of saying how pleased I am to welcome Paul Lynn as a resident on the show because we had amazing feedback on Paul. People were saying, oh, Paul's great for the show. I've had PMs all about him. You know, fair enough, it was all from birds. But... (laughs) (laughs) It's my honour to be amongst this company, man. I got the utmost respect for all three of you guys. I'm just glad to be counted in the same sentence. It's absolutely quality to have you on, mate. And it was unanimous when I spoke to Ray and, and uh, Ryan and said, what do you think about this idea? And they're both like, 100%, absolutely, get him on, get him on. And, you know, you, you've sort of, um, it's fair to say that you're one of the most active arm wrestlers are in the scene in North America, the most active arm wrestlers that, 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 of anyone at the moment. I'm not seeing anybody who's more uh, around about town than you are, mate. You pretty much pop up everywhere. You know, and and that's great for this because it gives us things to draw off. Now, yeah. it's on that that I wanted to start the show again. I'm in kind of a weird place with this, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm actually thinking of withdrawing from the, the whole bet on Todd and Lachlan. And here's why. Because that started out as a bit of fun on the show and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's got a bit nasty. Yeah. Yeah, weird, like- weirdly. And I like both men a lot, you know what I mean? I really like Todd, and I really like Lachlan. And it's like, whoa, 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 sweet child of mine. How did we get there from there? Yeah. I felt it coming. Mm. I felt it coming. I, I, weirdly got, I weirdly got roped into it as well. Like, like yeah. I've, had, I've had 30, 40, 50 people messaging me saying, is this you? Are you orchestrating this? And I'm like, I swear, I swear it is not me. It, it's like, I will always give my opinion about the arm wrestling, but personal stuff. Well, I noticed 
noticed you, you you kept your distance early on. Like you were quiet for like the first day or so, which is how I know you had nothing to do with it. It's easy for people to say, oh, well, Ryan, Ryan wants, you know, he just wants more, you know, social media hype. But you, I don't think you said a word in the first 24 hours. Yeah. I think it was starting to get weird. And then the, the PMs and stuff and the, the discussions kind of like in the shadows were that of like uh, actual anger, you know. So yeah, yeah. Got really weird, <laughs> really quick. It was like when when uh, we were talking about the stylistic side of things and the whole, you know, for me that's fascinating. It's interesting. It may come to fruition. I st- I personally still believe that Todd will have too much. Um, if the, and I'm talking about like I said that sort of six month time frame where you can. We, we were viewing the Lachlan of that point in time versus the yeah. Todd of that point in time, not in three years when Todd's not interested anymore or decides to do something else and Lachlan's got much better. I just believe that Todd's got much more at this point in time, more experience and a lot of things, and I think he would outlast Lachlan and beat him. But nevertheless, that uh, I'm not necessarily right on that. It's one of those things where styles do make matches. Maybe there's some... Uh, occurrence there where Lachlan, but we sort of moved from that and it had gone to you know well Todd came over to Australia and you know he he, he wasn't the, the the best when he came over to Australia and took advantage and then Todd obviously that would hurt anybody to hear that so Todd fires back with his own shots and right. it just descended quick and that's in my experience, and my experience of, of Lachlan is far more limited than uh, with Tom, with uh, Todd, but Lachlan, when I've ever heard from him, spoke to him, is like an arrow straight, mother fluff, you know what I mean? He's not, there's no malice in him, there's no, he's, he's straight as an arrow. He calls it how it is. And Todd, pretty similar, to be honest. He's never sort of like, whenever, whenever I've, uh, I've had a lot of experience with Todd, Speaking about raw subjects, you know, him and uh, RVJ have been not the best of buddies. And yet Todd is always respectful, uh, acknowledges the fact that Rob's a beast, that he is dangerous, that he is threatening. But something here is really tweaking. Yeah, yeah. There, 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 there's something underlying that doesn't ever really... It's just not, it's not, not the, not the right thing to be involved in, in a sport or of any kind. Whenever, whenever, whenever personal stuff and whether, whether personal stuff truly exists or whether it's just a, 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 a an exaggeration of, of a little feud that happened, whatever it is, it, it did blow out to uncomfortable proportions. Um, like I said, we all saw it. I got roped into it and I'm trying to stay clear of it. Right. And, um, but yeah, the, I, I think that in time it will it will pass whatever that uncomfortable nature of it was, and we'll get back to arm wrestling. And um, I, I think I'll meet someday, but uh, it's yeah, not going to. <laughs> well, even even things like the you know if if they both attended as Lottie tour or something like that, which I don't know whether they got plans to do that. Probably I think Lockman has, doesn't he? Lockman one hundred percent wants to go to Lottie tour. That's 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 where he wants to test himself again. <laughs> Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we're, we're all hungry for, for starts. It's been, it's, it's been almost 12 months since an official ready go for, for myself, for Lachlan, and it's probably going to be longer than that. And he's in a season where he's, he's had his first 100% focused year and he's just chomping at the bit ready to test himself. So 
You guys, um, you guys have gone 12 months without without having any competition over there at all? Yeah, we have not um, had an efficient grade yard. With, with, with what's going on over there, is there any way for you to put together some like unique tournament to, we, to facilitate we, that? We, we, we've tried to put on state tournaments. Like We were we were meant to have a state tournament only probably uh, three or four weeks ago, and literally seven days prior to that tournament, um, COVID restrictions changed, and the venue cancelled on us, and we couldn't do anything. And it was just... It's just we just kept keep on getting shot in the foot, and all of our states are locked at the moment. I can't I can't leave my state. Victoria is the worst down in Melbourne. They got the longest lockdown in the history of any city in the world. They're they're like six months in their homes now. They're not allowed to leave their homes. We're 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 pretty much we're not dissimilar to that in some respects. Now where I live, uh, we're in a situation where you're not allowed to go to anyone's home. So if you've yeah. got friends, you can't go to the house, you can't go to the garden. Um, there's a maximum. If you meet anywhere outside, say you go to a park or a pub or something like that, there's a maximum of six people. Wow. Can, yeah. be, can, can be in that area with you. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's not, it's not. Um, for, me, for me, there's one good thing that's come of all of this coronavirus stuff. It's the intrigue of seeing where the chips have landed after a year of uh, no international competition mm. has the order changed who's 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 managed to utilize this time to to really improve and who's kind of faded a bit uh, that's intriguing because normally we have a live feel of who's who's sitting where in the ranks um where now it's all up in the air we don't know where the chips are going to fall this time so that to me is exciting at least well, Ray's had competitions over there you've had your nationals You've had uh, how many have you had, Ray? Competitions? Yeah. We will have one this weekend. I'm competing as well, and uh, we have had in Latvia one, two, three, four. I think four or five. Plus, we went to, to Lithuania to compete. It, it's from July, so from July up up till now. And uh, yesterday was the biggest number of cases by three times. We had 105 cases new in Latvia. And, and like, the biggest before that was 32 or 34, something like that. So we are a little bit, you know, afraid. But um, they're all coming from a sports league like uh, hockey, ice hockey, because the teams are coming in and they have COVID, so everyone's in lockdown and things like that. But, yeah. We are wrestling. We are. Uh, I have one one competition this weekend, and then we plan to do one very big uh, in in Latvia in uh, at the end of uh, November and start of December with some super matches and everything else. So it, it's good that we can do it. It's bad that we cannot go somewhere else. You know, all, all the top guys are just sitting there because if you're if you're Giannis, if you're Vlad, if you're Thompsons. Uh, sheds, there's no one to arm for you in your class, you know. So I think that's that's the sad part with all this. The good Have part all your events been outdoors? Uh, no, no, just one or two. Two we two. did outdoors and uh, rest inside, and we we have almost like we had uh, uh, Midas Briads, our boxer, won world championship past uh, Saturday. So we were sitting in a bar and was full of everyone. Like, there, I would say no restrictions now. The restrictions are so, uh, that, that, that you will not notice them, you know, if you go anywhere. You know, if you go to theater, there's uh, 
like two spaces, one free, two spaces, one free, and things like that. But uh, you will not notice anything in Latvia, at least now. We're we're competing around uh, here, in, 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 and we're in the north too. So you know we're you know our restrictions are a little bit more than the south. I talked to Ron Bath, and, and those guys came up from Georgia to Maryland, and they said you know they had to get a mask to come up here. Like they're not wearing masks down there. And he said it's, you know bars, everything are the same down in Georgia and in the south. Now up up here in the north, you know we're our tournaments are outside and things like that. But I mean we got tournaments back to back to back. Like we got one this weekend. There's going to be another one two hours away. Two weeks from now, the, the practices are crazy. If I put anything out for a practice local here, I'm getting 50 guys. So it's people are people are definitely hungry around here, and the, even even with the restrictions. So yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like the, the the novelty's almost starting to wear off of this, and people are saying screw it, you know. Well, the thing is, we got we have the media outlets. Someone I've been contacted by certain. Um, high-profile national media outlets that were looking for stories, kind of, you know, digging for dirt. They were like, you know, so arm wrestling, are you going to be having tournament? And you knew for a fact that this yeah, was a yeah, trying to yeah. pin you to yeah. say, oh, yeah, we're going to have a show. And they'd be like, you motherfucker. And they'd yeah. you know, because arm wrestling's perceived as, and is, pretty difficult to run safely, let's be fair. If you're, like, judging by the, the rules of COVID and uh, infection, yeah, I mean, you really <laughs> Yeah. But you, like, it, like, let's compare it to any other contact sport. Like, we're playing football here, you know? There's 22 people on the field, and they're lined up one foot against, uh, away from each other, and they're hitting, and bodily fluids are being exchanged, blood, spit, sweat. And, and we're saying we can't have spectators to watch football, but it's okay for 22 people to do that. So there's, it's, we're living in a world of contradictions right now, and we just gotta, gotta like, swim through them. But I mean, you know, even super, people say, well, it's no worse than UFC, but it kind of is worse than UFC in some respects, because it's one-on-one, one-on-one competition, super match competition, definitely, you know, safer than right. main draw tournament arm wrestling. I mean, main draw tournament arm wrestling, unless you're entering the world orgy or finger banging <laughs> it's pretty fucking bad isn't it you know what I mean you're yeah, basically gripping yeah. hands with 20 or 30 guys in your class and if you touch your face it can transfer world orgy competition yeah I mean I'm up for it right you know what I'm saying <laughs> no joking aside though what I love is when you've seen the you see guys at tournaments and they're, they go up to the stage with a mask on and then they there's a slip out before they got the strap and immediately put mass on the, yeah. mass on the floor. And I just think, oh, man. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think everyone just wants to show that they're trying to do something. They're trying, if something happens, we try to do something. And it's, in kind of way, it's a lot worse when you don't do anything. But there's no difference. There really isn't. A, it's all about perspective. Like, we, we are trying to do this. We are trying to do this. If it works, it doesn't work. No one cares. So, yeah. so all, of our, all of our clubs have ceased to operate under their club entities because we don't want to get stung by the government for for fine. So everyone's just doing it in their garage. And well, yeah, I, I, I do agree with it, mate. Because you know, if you've got if you've got restrictions that are um, nationally imposed, and obviously mm. there are people's lives at risk through this thing, which there clearly must be. Um, if we have to do without arm wrestling for a year, it's, uh, it's not the end of the world, is it? You know what I mean? I mean, it's funny. I was on to Mike the other day. And Michael was people were, and, and people people send me messages. And say, oh, you know, 
when will the World Arm Wrestling League be back? Will you now start doing Arm Wars events instead of World Arm Wrestling League? Because it's been away since April, for a, you know, for a year. No, not really. I mean, let's be honest, the Olympic Games were cancelled. Yeah. That, gives you, that should give people a pretty clear indication that everybody's in the same boat here, you know? Um, and, and Mike was saying to me the other day, well, you know, there's not many matches to do. It's really boring. Yeah, and it is for everyone. That's the thing. I mean, so many people, like you say, uh, I know Todd was on the other day on uh, Jake's podcast, Aussie Arm Wrestler. You haven't seen Aussie Arm Wrestler, guys? Go and check out Jake. I actually felt really bad for Jake in that interview because just the, wor- the most awkward situation for Jake when you've got a delay like that. Couldn't be worse. There's nothing yeah, worse. Yeah. Than- they, had, they, had, they had an audio delay as well. It was, oh. it was, it was horrible. So well, hard for the, for the guy to deal Jake's with. Awesome. Jake's awesome, though, and, like, I, I did one with him, and he's he is, like, in his element when it's really light, when the topics are really light and Vibrant. funny and you're just doing puns and all things like that. That, first off, with with <laughs> with all the stuff going on with Lachlan, the energy was weird, and he's... <laughs> Yeah, it's not exactly element. like Jake's ideal scenario, is it? So often, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, can he, I mean, he, he gets and he starts saying, yeah. hey, no, and, and also he knows Lachlan well, so he's like, it's being yeah. respectful. It's really difficult to put something across the top. It's like, so Todd, I uh, hear Lachlan wants to kick your fucking head in. And then that natural delay kicks in, and you've just yeah. got. He's frozen, his eyebrows are, you know, for like two minutes. How can anybody not feel uncomfortable? Right. <laughs> like a, this is for a hand job. Any chance of a hand job, love? That <laughs> <laughs> delay, that mother only needs to delay five seconds, and you'd be like, forget it, I'll watch Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I couldn't, I just felt so bad for Jake there. It was like, oh man, that was awkward. Horrible mm. scenario for the for the guy, and he's a lovely lad, Jake, as well. As I say, get over, check out. Awesome. Maybe not that one because it's difficult <laughs> to delay. But I listened you know, to the whole thing. I listened to the whole thing. I didn't look at it. I put I put it on headphones and listened to it. <laughs> it was. Uh, I haven't seen the second part yet, but I saw the first part, and I just uh, it's just a uh, just. You know, interviewers curse when you get that delay. It's, it's just horrible. Even in professional, you know, you can go on some kind of TV interview. Where we, I remember I did a thing for a local Look Northwest broadcast here for the BBC years ago, and they had a really significant time delay. And it's so awkward when you've got that, you know, you know they've said something, they sat there with you, and you're like, for me, Danny, what you for me still, <laughs> the, early, the early days of my YouTube channel getting traction amongst the audience, obviously I was, I was doing lots of interviews with John, and it was from, it was remote stuff. And the comments that I would get of people being so angry at me for cutting off John because we had this freaking three second delay. And, and I'm, I'm, people are saying, who is this shitty little redhead cutting off the greatest star wrestler of all time when he was about to make a point? Man, I cop such a roasting, but it's, it's funny stuff. He's hard. And, and you, and you, and we're here working with like Tim Pop stuff, you know. It's not easy with <laughs> your Wi-Fi speeds all fucked up. Oh mate, that's our trials and tribulations. Anyway, let's let's get into let's get into a little bit of the sort of um, everyday and the current. So, I want to pick up on something you said a moment ago, mate. Obviously, um, you were talking about where the cards will fall, mm. who's done what in this lockdown period, and. 
I, I want to know just going round you guys. If you look at just within this collective, because you're all guys that are very active, you're all tra- you all train regularly and are very dedicated to that. If you look at yourself, same time last year or even pre-COVID this year, do you think you've gained, lost, or stayed the same? And we'll start with you, Ray. You said me or Ray? <laughs> Ray's answering right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I um, <laughs> I, I know that I'm a different arm wrestler. I believe I'm the strongest arm wrestler I've been. I, I think that despite the shoulder injuries, I'm actually um, in the most dangerous shape that I've ever been in. Uh, the injury I saw it as a bit of a blessing. It, it, it made me it made me search and feel for different ways of utilizing my strengths, and so I've, I've had an increase in neurological efficiencies on on counters and weapons that I never used to employ. So I feel like I've added movements to my game. In a strength sense, um, I actually, again, I just I feel really, really strong right now. I'm 92 kilos, walk around. So what what's that, 205 pounds? And, and, and again, despite the shoulder, I actually think easily I'm the best I've ever been. The, you, I, I always find that Within myself, I can feel a sense of a trajectory of my, my, my game. And I actually feel like the last six months has been an acceleration of my trajectory compared to what I've had in the past. How, have you seen that with like training partners? For example, I know you do a lot with Lachlan. Yeah. I know you do uh, a lot with Jordan, a bigger Jordan. Jordan's what, yeah. 92, 93 himself? Oh, 92 kilos. Yeah. He's a touch heavier than me. Um, most days of the week now. Um, I, I felt that. Lachlan and Jordan, we all feel like we're progressing pretty similarly. But the other guys in the club that aren't quite as committed, mm-hmm. man, I'm now, I, I can hold people in places now that I'm just like, wow, I never, this dude, like big Marcus Atirai, Devin Larratt has talked about Marcus Atirai, 155 kilo MMA fighter, described him along with Shaq as one of the strongest novices he's ever gripped. Marcus used to, 12 months ago, feel like a nightmare to me. Now I grip Marcus and I'm like, out of straps, I'm like, I can just, I can just turn his pronation down. I'm like, this, where, where the hell's this come from that I can do this to Marcus now? And I'm like, wow, okay. I don't think Marcus has changed. I think he's stayed pretty much what he was 12 months ago. And now I'm turning him in very easily. So it's like, hmm, this is nice. Yeah, so definitely. I mean, you could people could argue that you're in a unique situation because you are, in fact, a professional arm wrestler. You know, as, mm. as near to a professional arm wrestler as, as anyone. What about yourself, Paul? You, you big big changes your way or? Yeah, I mean, the first couple of months was real tough for me because I've you know I've had 24 hour access to our strength facility, which is pretty good for like the past 12 years. So I got locked out of that. Plus, I had a, a gym at work, so double days was really easy for me. Commercial gym, come home to the strength facility, you know, the old grimy weights. And that got shut off like a light switch. And I had to, you know, I went with my buddy Justin, basically built me a garage gym. But it's just not the same. Now, I went in there and went as hard as I possibly could. But emotionally, it was like a drain because I didn't have the same equipment to work out with. So I watched my general strength just slowly kind of dwindle. I fought it off as much as I could. But now we're kind of – what I did during that time, um, we did arm wrestle constantly, you know. So okay. that was good. But the lack of competition and the fact that I couldn't do double days uh, forced me to kind of heal up. 
So I do feel like elbow-wise, the inner elbow, all the, the pains and that I was battling kind of healed up. So, you know, I have some, some other things going on that I got to deal with. But I think overall, what it did for me was help me get healthy. I'm not running around competing everywhere and maxing out and everything. So, I, you know, the amount of table time I got, uh, I think I progressed technically. Um, and the, the amount of quality table time, I was able to, rather than going to tournaments, I went back to the old, hey, you know, I'm going to go train with some of the better dudes. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of quality time in with some good arm wrestlers. And I think that, that that really helped me progress. So I think all things considered, now that I'm back to lifting, my, my numbers are back. You know how muscle memory brings you right back to where you were. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think watching guys around me, um, I do think in the States, um, like Brian's saying, a lot of like those mid-level pros um, probably regressed a little bit, you know, just because of the lack of activity that we normally have around here. A yeah. lot of guys think got in their got in their fields and kind of clammed up and 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 stayed to themselves and probably didn't train at all. Devin talks about thinking like, "Whoa, man, people are going to come out of this thing so crazy strong." Well, I think only that same five percent that is completely dedicated to the sport are going to come out super strong, but the other ninety five percent, I think, did suffer. That's yeah, yeah. that might be some of what you're seeing, right? You know, yeah, yeah. possibly. Uh, and Ray, let's move on to you, mate, because you're kind of you're pretty similar to Ryan in some ways in that your your livelihood, your life is around personal training, around fitness, around strength. Your arms are massive. Your hair is nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you sir. All thank of those you. things, you know, you're approaching Danny's level. Oh, oh, I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't <laughs> there. But yeah, um, like, like for me. The catalyst was uh, for the Haugland match. I would say I was, I was never better in February, right before, like oh March, sorry March. Like I went to um, I went to competition Norway, smashed everyone, and, and that gives you confidence. You get in his country, you beat his class, you don't feel anyone so confidence. And before that match, I felt really good. Mm. Then then everything happened, and we tr- we started training with Youngs. So. Uh, of course, it's a lot of top roll, back pressure, everything else. And, and one thing that, that is really, really good about all this lockdown is like time. Time to think where you, where you don't have that much distractions, where you don't have that much responsibilities, everything else. We usually, uh, like, I have stuff to do on stuff to do on stuff to do, and it never stops. And like, you have time, you start to think about, oh, I, I had these times where I'm like, I get a click about something in a training. I need yeah. to try it. I write it down. I go to gym and I test it. So uh, basically, I found a lot of stuff training-wise for me, for my guys, for everything in this period. Implemented everything. Everyone who trains with me on table, they know that I have progressed like crazy. And with my right arm, which I, uh, which was always the suckiest arm. Like hard because the elbow problem, the nerve problem. Now I would even say it's much better because it can all the basic moves I can do them pretty good. Plus I have my tricep press, that's my ace move, and I really feel I progressed a lot. And I feel sorry if Frodo is not doing the same because when we get the chance, I really believe there's no chance for him right now. I feel like c- compared to in, in March, I'm different level arm wrestler. 
still progression, still transitioning through techniques and everything else, you know, it's it's very hard to go from inside to outside and make it feel fluidly and uh, naturally with strong opponents. And that's the idea. I don't care about weak opponents. I can hold everyone for days. But the strong ones, you're like, okay, this guy I lost because my this element, let's say, um, my wrist flexion, not my finger, finger wrist flexion was weaker. I focus yep. on that. So... <coughs> I feel good. I feel really, really good. Whatever the future brings, I feel really, really good about it. Yeah. So, but, you, the, the Frodo Hoagland match, um, obviously that's iced at this point in time. I don't know what Norway's like, whether Norway's got high cases or anything like that, but you've still got international travel in and out of Latvia, haven't you? Yeah, we, like Latvia right now, I, I would say, is the one only place where you can go and you don't have to do quarantine because our lo- our numbers are so low. Like from for us to go anywhere outside, we have to do quarantine except Vatican City. Everywhere else, because the number of cases are so high. So uh the travel is allowed, yeah. but I would still have to like stay 10 days in. You know, after I come back. Oh, and, so and again, where Froder is. We don't yeah. know where the Froder is. Yeah. Been. Yeah. No, I think Anything. he, Froder has been training. I know, I, I know guys he trains with. I talk with mm-hmm. them and, uh, he's, he's <clears> been <throat> active and then I think we can do some challenge videos together, you know, pushing each other. I, I love Froder. I, I can't wait to armistice with him. He's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Like that guy gives it, gives his all. Every time, every match. It's like uh, my super match favorites, Devon, Froda. You know? Yeah, Froda, it's, it's, Froda is. Oh, man. Yeah. Iron. I absolutely yeah. love yeah. the kid. He's yeah. mega. Yeah. Just a, for me, definitely one of the most entertaining, if not the yeah. most consistently right right entertaining there. arm wrestler I've ever seen in my life. That guy has been in more amazing matches. If you sort of look at body of work, you know, who's been in barnstorming amazing pulls, Florida Hogland has been in an incredible amount of battles. Because so many people can get an advantage on him. They get to that place where, oh, I never lose from here. You know, I'm in an amazing spot. Nobody can possibly beat me from this except that mother. Him, and that's why my dream match in the World Arm Wrestling League, was always... Then he or always, was Tesh Froda. Yeah. It yeah. remains, it will always remain, the the, the holy grail. Exactly. I want that bad, you know. Yeah. That match would be ace. Um, and COVID-19. You, you wouldn't see any top roll in that match. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How disappointed are you going to be if Danny's somewhere in a cave training his ass off, and that winds up being 3-0? <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's like, you know, Froda may not be Danny Tesh, but he sitteth on the right hand of the father. <laughs> he's not yeah. that far removed. He's, he's iron. Absolute. Anyway, so, Ray, you know, when we spoke about this last time and you were like, well, you know, I'd, I'd leather Ryan every time I've pulled him up. Beating him on practice day and stuff. Would you say you'd leather Ryan easier now? Man, man has no shoulder. I wouldn't dare to go there. And, <laughs> like, like, let's get Ryan healthy and then we can talk. I, I feel like even though, even though he feels better with hand control and everything else, 
it's still a big element, especially in oh, hard matches, yeah, especially yeah. when you're when you're facing someone who pushes. So let's get Ryan healthy and we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually subscribed today to Locked on Adair's shoulder therapy routine. He's, yeah, I saw the surgeon last week. The surgeon gave me cortisone. Um, the reason he gave me cortisone and didn't schedule surgery for me, he said, look, there's, looking at your connective tissue, there's more inflammation in your shoulder than your connective tissue suggests. I.e., your, your tissue looks good, but you're super, super inflamed. So he said, let's get rid of the inflammation and I want you to go and make your shoulder a well-rounded shoulder because you're too kyphotic, you, you're, your humerus doesn't sit the way your humerus should be sitting, um, so you need to fix that. And, the, and, it, and once you've done, that your back's arched, right? Even yeah. just look, yeah. really, mate. We're just looking at videos and looking at you. I mean, oh, Rus- I Rus- the Babayev boys, uh, Ruslan yeah. and, and Ruslan, yeah. got. Sick. Yeah. Do you remember when they looked like turtles? You know, you'd be you'd be expecting David Attenborough to, and the mother to crawl out of the sea and lay an egg. L- literally, you used to go to some events and the Babayev boys would come walking in. And they're just turtle bite. You know, yeah. their lats were just massive. And you've definitely got that sort of back mm. coming where it's, yeah. it's leaning you forward. I, I recognize it as a problem. And the, and the, and the, the surgeon said, fix that up, get your shoulder strong in, in all the traditional planes that a shoulder's meant to be strong in. And then let's see if, and then, and he said, and then test your shoulder out, arm wrestle hard and see if the inflammation comes back. And if it does, then we'll, we'll go under the knife and we'll fix it all up. But um, I, I appreciate when a surgeon tells me not to get surgery. So, uh, right. To me, that's yeah. Yeah. That, it, it, now, what, it, what you're, is it a full labrum tear? No. Well, it, it was. It's weird. It's weird. Like um, there's damage to the labrum, but it's not a full tear. It's 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 messy, but it's 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 loose and it's it's vulnerable, but it's not it's not obviously torn. Did, did did you guys discuss like uh, PRP or stem cells or anything like that, like the alternative to invasive stuff? We we didn't we didn't go down that path. Um, I've had since then a lot of people on YouTube have asked me to go back and con- and ask him those questions. So I've I've kind of addressed that and, and rebooking another consultation to to see what other sort of therapies there are available. But um, yeah, he said after like he he gave you cortisol shot and he told you to arm muscle. Did you try to arm muscle? How did yeah, it I arm today and went quite hard at it. And pain-wise, um, it's it's much 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 improved. But yeah. stability-wise, it's messy. Cortisone. Yeah. It's funny because I went down a similar path. Like my first approach to my elbow um, was a cortisone shot to be able to compete in WAL, and then went back for second and third opinions. My second opinion. Uh, the ortho said, you absolutely must have surgery, which I, which I, I said, no, I don't want surgery. There's other options out there. So I got a third opinion from a, from a, a um, a, an elbow down specialist. And he <laughs> said exactly the same thing, Ryan. He said, my job is to not operate on you. If you ever yeah. get a surgeon who tells you that you need, you need surgery and you will be 100% after they're trying to sell you something. So I subscribed yeah. to that guy right away. I said, okay. I'm with you. Whatever you want to do, let's go. Now, I've certainly had, had, had experience with surgery. I've had three full joint rebuilds. And one thing I can say is, you're never, you're never the same. You're never right. Not the, you, you can't, you can't, your range of motion isn't the same. Your flexibility isn't the same. Your strength, I don't believe is the same. 
uh, you know, you just know. So, like, for me, if, w, if, if WAL pops up mid next year or something like that, I see the next six months or eight months for me as an opportunity to get in shape, lose some body fat, get some shoulders actually healthy and developed and look like a different arm wrestler when I turn up. That's, that's kind of my long term plan. There, there, there's a lot, there's a lot you can work around with with shoulder injuries too. Yeah. And with you know, this, this, whatever Lachlan gave you a rehab, I'm sure it's range of motion stuff and all different planes. Um, I think, and I don't know how much you do with that, Ryan, but I think you'll be surprised if you strengthen everything around that joint, the added stability, you know, and the, the, there's compensation that's going to happen. And I, you know, yeah. through football, I got both of my shoulders are all messed up. Um, I've never gone and got an MRI, but I, I'm pretty sure I had labrum and subscap issues for sure. I don't even want to know. So, but I, I've known plenty of guys in the Olympic lifts, you know, who who can compete in clean and snatch without either labrum. Like you, you, yeah, you but, um, like don't get surgery unless you have to. I, yeah. I, yeah, that's my I agree 100%. Yep. No. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at 50 minutes in this particular episode, and that wraps up 29 of the fix. Ladies and gents, if this is your first visit to the Supernatural Strength channel, and you don't know the guys that I've got on the show with me, I'm going to introduce them to you now one more time, and they can tell you where you can go and check out more of their stuff. Firstly, the newest member of the residency here, Mr. Paul Lynn. Where can I go to see you? It's on the shirt. Motherfluffers. Oh, the shirt. ShopLethalArms.com. You can check me out on YouTube at Lethalarm Assassins. Second, but by no means is he least. His hair is wonderful. His arms are massive. <laughs> he lives in an area where there are no COVID cases. And his name is Rolly Royce, Raymond's Life Binge. The voice. Working of harmlessing. Yes! <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's I right. thought you were going to leave me hanging then. I thought he's not going to come in. This is going to be my sexy voice from now on. There you go, he says. Reserves that one for the ladies. Frightened Ryan. Frightened <laughs> Ryan's Ryan. like... They, ne- they never sound like that down the gents' toilets when I'm... <laughs> that voice sounds like Ryan's filter looks. <laughs> Mate! <laughs> Beautifully segueing into our last guest, our last residency. Does he need any introduction anywhere Ryan, in the world of arm wrestling? <laughs> Mate, if you want to see, if you want to see our 40 so, year so old skin. man can have skin so soft that it could appear on an Andrex advert, then go over and see this guy. Check him out. Ryan Blue Bowen, where can they see more stuff about you, son? Yeah, type in Ryan Bluebowen anywhere on any social media platform, you'll find me. Ryan Bluebowen, the man with the nicest skin in the whole <laughs> professional <laughs> armor. Oh, yeah. ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we will see you again on The Fix next time. Till that time, take it easy, peeps. Like, subscribe, share. <laughs>